Okay, it's coming. The theme music's coming. Here it comes. <laughs> Any second now. There it is. <laughs> yes, welcome to Board Wrestling Cat Radio, episode number 172. And yes, I did forget to queue up the theme music again. We're getting Robo Joe. Really? A little. Hmm, interesting. Uh, it's normal life now. I think it was just clashing with the theme song. Oh, okay, good. Ah. <laughs> uh. It is Easter Sunday, and we are on the air, as per usual, on Easter Sunday. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't care about our families, but Jesus. Doesn't stop us. I was reading, uh, I was reading Jesus pickup lines before the show on, uh, on Twitter, so you can, you can understand why I would be distracted a little bit uh, and, and not get the theme music up and running. Uh, here, let me, let me read some of these to you, because I, I was texting them to a friend of mine. Girl, are you water? Because I'm going to make you wine all night long. <laughs> oh, my abs? CrossFit. Girl, your butt is like the North Star. All the wise men try and follow it. Come on, I died for your sins. Show me your tits. <laughs> Want to put the body of Christ in your mouth? And the last one. They call me Jesus H. Christ. The H stands for horse, if you get my drift. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Twitter sometimes. <laughs> I actually caught that one. I went to post on Twitter that we were still doing a podcast today, because I didn't know if any, everybody knew we were still doing a podcast. It is Think So Joe and Mark, who is uh, laughing at everything, and G, who is quiet because he's not feeling well. Yeah, I got four hours sleep, and I've had lots of coffee. <laughs> My brain is dead and alive at the same time. I almost had to walk all the way home from the indie show I went to last night. Well, not all the way home, but like from my friend's house after the show. <laughs> That's a long walk, man. I they go ahead. Sorry. You look stupid. <laughs> clap, 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 clap. <laughs> uh, uh, I I'm gonna say this. I actually love the new look. I think it looks cool, man. But <laughs> it's and the music as well. It, it's what we wanted. <laughs> it's still fun to hear the uh, hear the crowd chanting, uh, "You look stupid at Seamus." Oh, it was still pretty fun. At, at least he rolled with it. He started encouraging them. <laughs> <laughs> but I roll with it and have a plant next week that he bro kicks. Yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> that would work. We need more plants in wrestling. We should just give them the signs. We need people in the audience to get beaten up again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We should be booking these shows, man. <laughs> It'd be better. <laughs> I don't know. We had a couple of good shows since the last time we aired at our usual time slot, including WrestleMania, which we, uh, G and I talked about extensively on Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, court, court half hour post show. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah that, that half hour post show we did. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that Irish kid shows up again. Yeah, I, I haven't even been in the chat yet. I'm about to go there right now. Me too. Now that I've thought about it, he can tell us what the Irish think about Seamus. <laughs> I wonder if he. Uh, I wonder if he ended up not going to sleep. <laughs> Let's see. Helps if I go to the right page on the site. 
No, I, it's only me there as a guest. I need to log in. Oh, okay. Don't even have me even pen yet. In that case, I'm not even going. Everybody spend time with their families, man. What losers. I know. <laughs> Who loves their family in this day and age? I know, at least enough to miss this podcast for them. <laughs> Hi, JT. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus died for your sins so you can listen to us live. Exactly. So you can be here at 2 p.m. Eastern on a Sunday. <laughs> My family never really traditionally did anything for Easter because we're blasphemers and stuff. <laughs> See, I thought it was just because you were Canadian. No, no. East, well... You know, Easter, of course, is in August. <laughs> right, cause it's, cause, cause we, uh, we, we actually started doing it for some weird reason, like five or six years ago. I don't know why. And uh, I don't mind because I'm more than happy to get a home-cooked meal. Um, no problems here. But we did it up on uh, Good Friday and ate a lot of meat. A lot of meat on Passover, baby. So, oh, yeah. So I woke up this morning and I had a message on Facebook from my mom and she said, see, if you still lived in Niagara Falls, you could have come to breakfast with the family. Like, Yeah, except I got home like really late last night, like by my standards. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I went to bed at about 8 in the morning. And, and uh, I was up at 1. You know, I got to sleep in till noon, so that was awesome. <laughs> I, I Were you watching Invasion Attack, Mark? <laughs> no, but I kind of wish I did. <laughs> See, I went. I, I went to uh, the Empire State Wrestling Show last night, as as you well know, because Mr. Deville was here two weeks ago to uh, sell me tickets and <laughs> and promote the show. Um, so I went last night. I was a little unsure if if I was going to be able to make it because my usual ride uh, kind of isn't talking to me right now. So, <laughs> uh, but I, I found some friends that were gone, and I went with them, and that was fun. Uh, but instead of making them drive all the way out here to bring me home, I just said, yeah, just, you know, drop me off at the bus stop by his house, and I'll get home from there. Um, so they dropped me off. The show got out later than it usually does, so by the time I ended up getting over there was, like, almost 11. It's like, okay, I gotta catch the next bus, but the next bus isn't for, like, 25 minutes, and we had this, like, freak snowstorm. <laughs> it lasted, like, five minutes. <laughs> so it's like, I'm not standing out there. Then it snow stopped, so I started walking, and then I, ca- I ended up catching the bus for the last, you know, little bit of the walk. And it's like, okay, my last bus home is in like 20 minutes. So I went and waited for the bus, waiting, 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 waiting. Bus never shows up. It's the last bus that goes directly near my house. So it's like, okay, I guess I'm going to have to catch this other bus, which gets me home later, and I have to walk. And as I'm walking home from the from getting off the last bus, I see these two guys waiting for the bus. I was waiting for them. Like, bus never showed up. Said, no, never showed up, man. Like, yeah, I, I was waiting down there. Never showed up. So, long story short, I got home at like 20 minutes to one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my watch smacked down after that. Why? Poor bastard. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sure there was something worth mentioning from SmackDown, but I forgot what it was. Because it was essentially the same SmackDown we've had for the past five years. Daniel Bryan got busted open. That was something. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're trying to ma- they're trying to say like he got busted open from the uh, from the bull hammer, <coughs> but he was obviously bleeding before he got hit with the bull hammer. <laughs> yeah, it was just a bad night to be Bryan. <laughs> yeah, he he busted his head on the announce table. Uh, and. 
the enhanced tables on SmackDown are just apparently more durable because the one on Raw just disappeared, but the SmackDown one was rebuilt. They're like, fuck it, we're building it back. You can rebuild it. We have the technology. Raw was a lot of fun, man. I, I really, really enjoyed Raw. It was, but I skipped the main event, so I liked it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Aside from the main event, Raw was a lot of fun. The main event. I didn't even realize I should have watched for the crowd. <laughs> Oh, the crowd was just shitting on that. Anytime you put Randy Orton in the big show in an angle on the Raw after WrestleMania. And Roman Reigns. Uh, but yeah. Traditionally, Randy Orton, Big Show, and Sheamus. <laughs> big Show and Randy Orton have a special place in the post-WrestleMania crowd heart. Well, you'll remember the one I went to a couple of years ago after WrestleMania 29. It was Sheamus and Randy Orton, and they were fighting over who was going to get the fight, uh, get to fight the Big Show. Right. Yeah, and, and then Big Show came out, and they were like, "Thank you, Big Show." Exactly, and that was the that was the match that just set the freaking crowd off. <laughs> just twenty minutes of random. There was a, basically a bunch of mania devoted devoted to that match. <laughs> yeah, everybody's <laughs> chanting for you know the ice cream guy and the popcorn guy and the cotton candy guy and X Pac who was in a luxury box behind us and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, just so. Anytime you put Randy Orton and Big Show in an angle on Raw after WrestleMania, it, it tends to uh, set the crowd off really badly. Not that they weren't, you know, wired through the whole night. The crowd was great the whole night. <laughs> I think they did it intentionally. I think they actually wanted people to take over the show in the main event. It, it because it's part of the tradition. I don't think, you know, the WWE is. Uh, you know, unaware they booked. It seemed like they booked that whole show really for the hardcore reaction. Just play off of it, and that's fine. I'm cool. They with did, that. and then they still brought out Roman Reigns at the end. <laughs> oh, yeah, you got to make him look strong. I guess that's their thing. <laughs> that's what it says, right? Yeah. Then make him look really, really strong. Then now make Roman Reigns look strong. <laughs> I've got a song to play for you guys. I know it's not break song time yet, but I think you'll really appreciate this. It's it's two minutes long, so I hope. Oh, you is this the, the lyrics to Roman Reigns? No, no, no. This is this is even better. Hold on. Uh, give me a second. Here. No, not that. What the hell? That's an awesome song. I love that song. <laughs> Why well, is this a fucking repeat? Down recap to see if I can find something worth mentioning. Start playing last week's podcast. <laughs> I guess. <Yeah. laughs> Why not? Hey, <laughs> it worked last week. People liked it. <laughs> okay, so so this is uh this is two minutes long here, and I, I hope you guys don't mind me playing it as soon as it decides it wants to play here. Any second, I had it loaded up, and then I accidentally clicked off. Here it is. Feel it in the next life Pull him over that shoulder just like a knapsack Stocky man going down like the Nasdaq No, 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 no promise revenge I know that I win and I know that I'm holding that title again It's that last not for president, no election We dictate this ring from the start to the end Gone, punch him in the gut and hit him with a shoulder tug Hey, boom, man, you know what's up Spinning, flipping, man, we gotta get him over up Then we leave him like the covers, man, he folding up First of 
Plus I hit it with a knee in the ring Then he married to the sheets, let him sleep German suplex, I make the best fallin' Ask me who's next, we tell him Seth Rollins Don't hit him with a F5 Hit him with a F5 Hit him with a F5 Money in the bank, now we hit him with a F5 YouTube page. Uh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I found the SmackDown thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Dean Ambrose took a giant shit, which is quite funny because that's what creative does every week. Ah, yeah, that's right. He took a giant shit in Kane's office. That's right. So Kane booked him against Luke Harper. <laughs> and Luke from farting women to shitting Dean Ambrose. <laughs> and Luke Harper put him through the announce table. <laughs> yeah, what a bad night to be Dean Ambrose as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, after that bump, he took at WrestleMania too. And, and speaking of Dean Ambrose, let's go. Let's go back to Monday. John Cena had an open challenge, and it, uh, Maven fans gonna have a field day with this. <laughs> but anytime you put a guy that can actually wrestle in the ring with John Cena. John Cena can have a good match. Yeah, Cena is one of those guys who's just as good as who is with. Yeah, the Rusev match is pretty good. The Sam Punk match is pretty good. The Orton matches, nah. Exactly. You put him in there with somebody that's not that good of a wrestler, and it's going to be shit, but when you get him in there with somebody who actually knows what they're doing, it's, you know, they can make him look like a million bucks. It's like, you know, Ric Flair used to do with everybody in the 80s. <laughs> And 90s. And 90s. And 2000s. And 2000s. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and definitely in TNA. <laughs> yeah, it's best matches were in TNA. <laughs> Him and Sting's both. <laughs> yep. There was this kid last night had just, like, showed up at this Empire State Wrestling show full Sting costume. Okay, he had the face paint, he had the trench coat, he had the WCW-era World Heavyweight title belt. He didn't have a nameplate on it, though. I was disappointed in that. He had the Sting gloves, the Sting t-shirt. I'm pretty sure he even had Sting pants on. <laughs> like, damn, this kid went all out. And all the wrestlers were fucking making... All the heels were making fun of him the whole night. Aww. <laughs> Mitchell wasn't to Raw. He'd have been kicked out. Yeah, right. did, did Sting show up? No. No. Oh, terrible booking. Yeah. <laughs> you should have just caught Sting. There's a kid here who looks like you. Please get down here. <laughs> did, did a guy dressed up as a, a robotic Triple H kick his ass? No. No. No, but... Uh, but, but, but I actually want to ask Mark about that, because you and I talked about it. Um, yeah, sure. He hasn't had a chance to chime in on anything really WrestleMania-related. Um, can you explain to me? I know what Scott Hall's answer on Twitter was. Okay. Can you explain to me what you're thinking in kayfabe? In kayfabe, okay. okay. Why would the NWO help Sting? 
well, I wasn't actually watching <laughs> during that time anyway, but I think in kayfabe, I can't. I can in WWE, but not in kayfabe. I don't think anyone can, yeah. except Scott Hall, who basically said he did it for the money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was funny. That's right. I like that. Um, I'm not like gonna shit on the match. It was a nostalgia match. It was supposed to be booked that way, but I, I remember when I brought that up with Joe. He was just like, I never actually thought about that, huh? And he just had that moment where he realized in kayfabe that does not make any sense. It could have at least been the part he led, which I think was the wolf back. Am I right? I don't know, cause why? Why does Chewbacca live on Endor? <laughs> Uh, if Chewbacca lives on Endor, you must have quit. Yeah, that was that. that was uh, that's something I wanted to ask anyone else who came on today because I, I still I, I haven't like, figured it out. I did like Kevin Nash trolling everyone though when he fell down and clutched his quad and then gave the injury update. The only thing that was hurt was his pride. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, what's your overall thought of WrestleMania this year, Mark? Because again, Joe and I be devoted to our bit. Yeah. We're not gonna we're not gonna rehash that too much detail you basically said pretty much everything i could for like three or three hours skipping past bullshit i was a 10 year old kid again i loved everything yeah i actually responded emotionally which is the first time i've done that for the e in a while mm-hmm. i was practically chanting in my room <laughs> it was a pretty good show and yeah I think from top to finish, it was a good show for sure. I don't know if we really had that match, like the one that really stands out as like the, you know, the HBK Razor and the ladder match. Or yeah, that match. I can agree with. I mean, the actual but, initial ladder match was pretty good in itself, but not really yeah. a classic. Sure. And I mean, so if you look at the my last favorite video. spot of that match was actually Wade Barrett breaking the ladder and beating Stardust with his own ladder. Yes. That was awesome. <laughs> That, 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 that's, something that we can't, that's something we can't say about the last two or three WrestleManias for sure, where we've had a couple of really good standout matches yeah. or significant moments, and then just kind of a few that were just wow. So I'll, I'll give them credit for as, as much as we uh, we were really really down on the build. Maybe maybe it was a case of lowered expectations. Yeah, I've heard people TV. say when you've been fed nothing but shit, even good quality shit tastes nice. That's yeah, so fine. I mean, <laughs> if it's if it yeah, doesn't matter why it was good. What was what matters is we enjoyed it. Yeah, worth every penny, folks. Oh, nine hundred ninety-nine cents of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I paid for it, of course. Or oh, eleven ninety-nine in Canada. Yeah. I I want to I, I want to go back and uh, and talk about the uh, NWO and DX thing because a couple of days after WrestleMania, I'm sitting at work and I'm bored and I'm texting with my friend and she's like, "Oh well, I'm watching uh, WCW Uncensored 1998." Like, okay, <laughs> like. And I'm bored, so I'm like, okay, how far are you? So she tells me where she's at, and I catch up with her, and we're watching, and we get a match, and it is Sting versus Scott Hall for the WCW World Heavyweight Championship. Sting was feuding with the NWO. It's like, okay, this is why WrestleMania didn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah, the match really turned into WCW versus WWE, which is why Triple H won. I mean, JB, I'll put it best with the last line on commentary. Well, we won again. Yay. Yeah. That, that's oh, Vince that, McMahon that. is furiously masturbating. And Check out them quads. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Someone else pointed out an interesting thought too. When we had HP, HPK come in, it might have been cool if Flair came in after. Yeah. I, I don't think they trust Flair. Uh, of course not. Someone they barely else. trust him to speak. So, someone else will get fired if he's out there. <laughs> that's, how, that's how he do. Woo! You can hear the we should have him on commentary so we can get Cole fired. <laughs> and Cole's going to be back on Monday, by the way. I don't know if you caught that. Fuck's sake. They actually announced that? That's terrible. Yeah, he's already back. When he should have been gone for a few months. Yeah, you would you would think that was a way to write him well, off TV a for week. a little bit. Yeah. But no, he's well, going to be back on Raw, and, and apparently he's... he's Speaking with WWE's lawyers about how to go about suing Brock Lesnar for the injuries. Well, we'll, we'll get into into the news, but they also changed his injuries and downplayed them. Oh, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll get to that part good. later. I guess the cool <laughs> thing coming back is because what I didn't, I don't recall putting in the news, um, but I'm sure you're well aware, is, is the uh, Byron Saxton and Vince hating. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, apparently he's pretty pissed. They threw him out on his own. He's not even a play-by-play play guy. I don't... Yeah, I don't, I don't know I, what that's That's pretty un- unfair to do that to the guy and expect him to instantly turn into Joey Styles. And, oh. you know, F- Vince already murdered Joey Styles' confidence on the headset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I will go- say... Yeah. I, I don't know. That, that, that part kind of was unfortunate. Um... I, I've said it, you know, a long time ago, and I still stand by it. I, I don't. As much as sometimes Michael Cole can be a tool in there, I, I still will never felt or hate on the guy too hard after that all or death thing. Um, I, I'll always kind of have a little bit of uh, support for the guy just because the way he handled himself in that particular. Uh, but what they did to Saxton, that was just fucked up. That's wrong. And then yeah. blame the guy. It's like you made the decision. Um, and then you put Waller out there and expect it to get better. And you're like the same guys who took Waller off. Because he was getting really tired and stale with his yeah. dad jokes. <laughs> so. I will say though, I have greatly enjoyed the overdubbing of classic moments with Byron Saxton. I haven't seen that. Like throwing mankind, like mankind being thrown off the cage with just Byron Saxton going, "Oh, wow, look at that." Uh, awkward. Nice. Yeah, they, they should have at later. least thrown out Renee or something. Well, that's what they seem to be teasing when they had Stephanie talking with her backstage. What if it was you out there? Right? I was actually hoping she was going to get a chance because I'm pretty sure if just put the two of them out there, if it had to be Byron, it would have ran a little bit smoother and you have someone to bounce ideas off of. But and at the same not time, right. Renee and Lola would be hilariously awkward and bad. But, uh, yeah. The thing is, Renee cut her teeth in a channel that doesn't even use teleprompters and they aired live, so she would have been alright, I think. That's a little known fact about her background with when she was with the score. Um, the score, I guess, they didn't use those at all. And then she was gone, more or less, by the time Sportsnet uh, uh, bought out the score, so... I just I wonder how Vince even feels about female commentators, because she just disappeared from NXT. I don't know. That's a good point. Uh, maybe, well, I think they were trying to work Graves into that, right? Because of... He's yeah, he got injured and they wanted to keep him around. Yeah. And they, 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 there's also that reality that in Vince's mind, he's looking to replace Michael Cole. Even though Cole might be around for a long time to come and eventually have to kiss his ass and, you know, go through the uh, chair treatment. 
because that's what Vince does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I want. I thought about this during the week. <laughs> I want to see another Doctor Jaime sketch, but with Kane as the director of operations, on on operation with the director of operations. It was funnier in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I I I really I felt bad for Byron Saxton honestly because, I mean, okay, you're in the most intense crowd of the year, and. Y- you want this one guy who's never done this on his own before to go out there and do this on his own he he sounded like he was terrified there are people saying that was the point he was trying to sell that he was terrified and scared of what had just happened I don't don't think he was he was selling that he was terrified and scared of what just happened I think he was terrified and scared that he was doing that on his own (laughs) That was what I got out of it, and it was like, okay, you know, I, I, part of it was almost like, okay, he's trying to be somber, and, and and you know, okay, this is this is a sad night now because Michael Cole and JBL and uh, and 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 uh, Booker T got injured at the hands of Brock Lesnar, so it's got to be somber and it's got to be calm and it's got to be sad. Except Brian uh, Byron Saxton is like nervous as shit doing this. <laughs> We need to bring back Cole when Lawler literally died right next to him. He was somber and quietish, but at the same time, he was still good. Yeah, for the for the the you know five ten minutes that they kept him on before they said no, we're doing this without commentary, <laughs> <laughs> which was a smart decision then. But I it was you know obviously you're gonna have commentary and. Yeah, I don't think they could have done two hours without any commentary. Yeah, ob- obviously they were going to replace Cole and, and JBL and Booker T, but the poor guy, he was not going to be able to do two hours on his own. And that's, you know, I feel so bad for him and just having to have to do that. It's not that I think he was bad at it. I think he was just, okay, what do I do? You know, deer in the headlights kind of thing. Yeah, that's... Essentially, it. I don't, he's not. Uh, he he got into the business as a wrestler, of course, and has transitioned into the announcer over the last, well, I guess, five years now. Yeah, maybe give or take. Yeah. Um, and he's never worked solo. I like you note on. Uh, I mean, even though they can't hear him, uh, the most volatile uh, crowd of the year. So I, I don't know. It's just it's unfortunate. It kind of it kind of took something out of the show, but. In other ways, it opened up a lot of empty space for us to hear the crowd chants. Um, <laughs> what was, if you had to pick one, or you can give me a tie if you can't, and I got my own little last on this one, because I, I don't know if I'd be interested to see if either of you pick it. What was your favorite chant from the crowd? <clears throat> I can't understand. I remember too much of them. I've just consumed so much. I watched it a couple of times over, and uh, I was trying to le- just really focus on the crowd chants, but my damn cat kept meowing, so I couldn't <laughs> hear them too well. So the one that really stands oh, out to me was... There is one for me when Joe's finished, actually. Yeah. The the one that really stood out to me was You Look Stupid, directed at Seamus. <laughs> I'm going to say for me it was New Day Sucks, that because one? Yeah. Kofi, or, or whoever was at ringside, they stopped, and then started again. And I just thought, you fucking idiot they were embracing you know it. they're going to chant that they were embracing it Kofi is in the ring and he's clapping along with it yeah <laughs> that was a good one that was a good one that was uh, that was actually I forgot about that that's a good point yeah um, my favorite was uh, 
it's kind of neat, kind of a neat moment, and it, it played off of the uh, the CM Punk Cole Cabana podcast where he noted, um, "Don't chant CM Punk at my wife. If you really want to support me, support her and chant AJ Lee." And they start chanting CM Punk, and almost immediately the people that are chanting that get booed out of the building, and then they start chanting AJ Lee. Yeah, it was NXT style where they booed themselves and kept themselves in check. I thought that was really neat. It was yeah. kind of a sort of like sociological self-awareness. Yeah, right. and then they chanted other less flattering things at the Divas. I'm sure yeah, that's when gonna, that's when things definitely. Yeah, I'm sure we're going to talk about that later. I have to say though, I didn't notice watching the show. Neither did I. Honestly, I didn't know anything was going on until the next, you know, the next day when I saw it on on you know my, uh, my you know let's uh, let, let me angry marks. How's that? I'll, I'll give him a shout. It wasn't where I got it from, but <laughs> you know. Gotta gotta keep with kayfabe. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yeah, we don't have extra news sources now. No, just just angry marks and and daily wrestling news. Cheap heat. <laughs> yeah, it. Well, are you like what are you referring to? Is it the the AJ or the uh, just what the the other things they were chanting? The other things. More, the, more, the more callous things. I noticed the AJ Lee chants. Yeah, yeah, I okay. did notice the AJ Lee chants. We're we're talking about the uh, the the less you soak scene. Yes, those. Yeah, okay. That that actually don't have in the news, so we can talk about okay. that now. So um, so this is. Oh, the, I thought it was in the news. I I might be wrong. I'm walking through it, and I'm like, I don't. I I remember hearing about it. Okay. Um, I don't remember. Well, let's talk about it now. And if it is in the news, we'll just skip it. Who cares? It's, they were chanting uh, Nikki sucks Cena Bree sucks Brian and suppose I guess AJ sucks Punk yeah and Paul Page just sat there thinking why don't I have a wrestling boyfriend and, and cause she's with some dude in the band who I can't remember who it is off the top of my head damn it she is taken yeah she's taken yeah, they, they apparently got all of them except Page right yeah because they cause Naomi sucks Uso was one of them Oh, that was one of them as well. Yeah. Natalia sucks Tyson. Yeah. Tyson so sucks cats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But come on, man. Like, like that's, you know, have some freaking class. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, I'm all for colorful crowd chants, but Jesus, man. Really? <laughs> I mean, at least chant you suck Vince at Cena. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> But then Vince would be in the back screaming about how he doesn't suck because he doesn't listen to his detractors and critics. Exactly. But, but he listens to the universe. He just turns <laughs> them down. <laughs> so, do you have a Twitter handle we can reach on, uh, Vince? <laughs> I'm still convinced he said, oh, fuck. <laughs> I've listened back to it two or three times. That is what he says. <laughs> Just the way he just sighs and looks away. <laughs> Paige's boyfriend is Kevin Scaff from A Day to Remember. He's the I'll give her a day to remember. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Lead guitarist to back up vocalist for A Day to Remember. Frank the Clown's uh, girlfriend is uh, uh, Noelle Foley. That's right. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> that guy did good. That's the uh, I I tweeted him that. Believe me, <laughs> I tweeted him. Hey, go clown! Events for like the past twenty years or so. <laughs> I think he must be like twice her age. 
Nah, he's a kid, man. He's young. Oh, really? Yeah, he's young. Yeah, it's probably mid-twenties or so. Yeah, I, I'd say that's probably about right. Uh, I like the super fans. I just don't recognize any of them. <laughs> he he went to the uh, Hall of Fame with her. And wow. that's... Uh, and he tweeted out a picture, and then I uh, remembered her tweeting a picture of her with him. And then I started going through his... Twitter and it's like oh he's like dating her good for him well, Go I really remember from the ceremony is just Mrs. Dad yeah, Mrs. Dad was there just the return of the greatest man alive <laughs> uh, so Neville Neville yeah let's not forget that the main roster is where first names go to die it is Neville. That was uh, not quite Mighty Mouse, but Mighty Mouse? <laughs> I don't know. So I remember we were talking about it supposed to be for that uh, UFC dude a couple weeks ago. I mean, who knows? It's all speculation. And they might have just saddled the gimmick onto him. He seems to be some kind of cyborg or something. I'm not sure what they're going to do with him. I mean, that's time will tell. Like, Hopefully they have actually a plan because if they don't um, you know Adam well at the minute he's literally just the red arrow that was all the hype video was just him hitting the red arrow in 15th speed or something he, he's the man whose first name Vince forgot <laughs> <laughs> and okay you can say it's because two to four syllable names are the best but which it is but that's why you give them two names and trust the crowd to chant the right one. And Adrian works as a chant just as much as let's go Neville. You trust the fucking crowd. It's weird. It's a head scratcher. It's just it's like Antonio Cesaro. Antonio was dropped because it's not a very chantable name. But then you just trust the crowd to chant Cesaro. It was. Yeah. It was. It, it was dropped because it wasn't a very masculine name, according to Vince. But it's much more masculine than Neville. It's true. And it's yeah, but Adrian, Adrian in my, Vince's mind is still Adrian Adonis. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, and that was here, not very masculine. <laughs> no, not quite. Over here, I will say Adrian is... It's kind of a tough name. It's what you expect some... Well, he is basically from the Newcastle area. It's what you expected hard bastard from Newcastle to be called. Yeah, but Vince doesn't care about Europeans as he showed with the Cesaro too, right? Yeah. She's too European, damn it. No one likes the Swiss. That's right. Which was his actual fucking reasoning. I know. Yeah. You gotta go with the source material of what Vince gave us in his interviews. I mean, it's... That bias is thing. You hear these crazy stories about him, but in real life, he's weirder than any story could possibly be. Mm-hmm. The way he cringed when Steve Austin mentioned TNA. <laughs> uh, which is why, of course, Austin has been replaced. Yeah. Well, I'll get to that one later. Oh, that yeah. Is, yeah, yeah. In a lot of detail. <laughs> uh, we had another NXT call-up, and another NXT return. It's kind of... Oh, we, we had the Lucha Dragons. Mm-hmm. I will say Callisto had a much better debut. Oh, no, th- no argument there. Yeah. And, of course, as we've mentioned, n- not a gay hairdresser, 
Yeah. I, I I was on uh, Facebook yesterday, and in one of the groups I'm in, somebody posted a video. Uh, it was a tag team match. Now, one end of the one team had uh, uh, Samurai Del Sol, which is uh, of course Kalisto, and the other one had Ricochet, who was of course Prince Puma. And wow, that was incredible. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some of. Ricochet's work now, and he's fantastic. Oh, that, that was incredible to watch. He did this thing, some kind of spinning powerbomb is the best way I know how to describe it, and it was great. By the way, I'd be remiss if I didn't say that uh, Justin Gabriel, or, or PJ Black, whatever you want to call him, whatever you want to call him now, uh, he is going to be at the next Empire State Wrestling Show on May 16th in Niagara Falls, New York. So you are going? I am certainly going because even if I even if I can't catch a ride there, <laughs> it's in Niagara Falls. I can just stay there. <laughs> so what you guys need to do is organize just a crowd and get those like dollar store parachute men <laughs> <laughs> and throw them in the ring. But make them all werewolves. Make them all. <laughs> <laughs> that would awesome. be great. There's no the little army men and just turn them into werewolves. That's right. IWC, this is your mission. Steal my idea. It's fine. You've got to make this happen, folks. <laughs> he would have like the most unique and specific indie crowd interaction going right now. <laughs> I dare you to top that. And please do, because it's only for the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really want that to happen. Parachuting, wolf, well, werewolves, man. That's right. <laughs> oh, and if you really want to get yeah. crazy, like start out Ryan for Cope chant. See if the crowd can chant that in unison. Ryan for Cope, make it happen. I've heard of some weird chants. Like the one time, I can't remember who it was they were chanting to, but it's some "Let's go, this guy, you're way better looking than Tyler Black." <laughs> I got a random text the other day and it just said, I fucking hate Tyler Breeze. <laughs> Why? That's what I said. That's what I said. And she's like, I hate that fucking selfie stick. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not a big fan of the selfie stick because I hate that thing in general, but the guy himself is great. He sings his own theme tune. I'm like, I like his selfie stick better than fucking Robbie E's. <laughs> At least his is decorated. <laughs> yeah, he, he his makes sense because yeah, it's custom made. It's furry. <laughs> uh, and just mentioning him, just the great match where they tell me on NXT. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm surprised they. I'm surprised he went over. Yeah, and yeah, I think they've just given up. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, but hopefully Tommy can come back. Yeah. That was the other side of WrestleMania. The show itself, pretty good. Some of the booking decisions, not so good. I'm just glad Seth Rollins walked out with the title. Oh, yeah. And I don't think, like you said, I don't think I've ever seen someone come out in the middle of a match and cash in. No, that's that's a first. (laughs) Yeah, you haven't seen that. That was what... uh made it the most notable moment I mean there might people you can I, I say there isn't a memorable match but we'll remember that moment at least yeah Muller and I are sitting here and we're like well wait what the hell you know is what is this now is this like going to be a triple threat and then of course they announced it to be a triple threat and it's like oh okay cool that's awesome 
Nobody's ever done that before. And at WrestleMania, which has never been done before. So yeah, I'm I'm happy as shit about that. And then for him to heal it the fuck up on Raw the next night. <laughs> like, uh, he's, he's right in Brock Lesnar's face with the belt, and then he's like, yeah, I'm feeling a little jet-lagged, and my foot hurts, so I'm going to go home. <laughs> yeah, I do love how he was getting up in his face with the belt and everything. I'm it's watching not a complete chicken chip. <laughs> I, I tweeted exactly one thing on Raw on Monday because I always watch the first half hour before I leave for work, and that tweet was, that is one pissed off beast. Oh, I just lo- fucking loved his entire decimation of everything. He walked out and he's just pissed. And Paul Heyman is Paul Heyman. And just everything is perfect, and Stephanie McMahon says, when he gets back, we'll let him know <laughs> that, you're getting, that you want your rematch tonight. And I'm sure he'll accept. And then for him to come out later, and I'm, I'm watching at work at this point, for him to come out and he's standing in Brock's face, he's holding that belt right in his face, he's he's not backing down. I'm like, this fucking guy is about to fucking die. What the <laughs> hell is wrong with Seth Rollins? And then he escaped, and Michael Cole died. <sighs> I'm glad. I'm glad to hear they changed his injuries, though, because I was kind of fucked up that they gave him those particular injuries. I didn't catch that either myself, but again, yeah, just yeah. Why do that? I, I it just it had to be like a thing where like nobody was really thinking mm-hmm. about what had killed Paraguayo. I think it was them. I think they were just ignorant. I dare say they didn't really know what had happened. Which is probably why there wasn't a tr- even a tribute to him. I mean, I guess like Stephanie. I'm just yeah. I guess Stephanie and Triple H like tweeted their condolences. You know what I mean? So they, at they, least they'd had the good sense to change it up a bit. They they knew what happened, but I guess uh, maybe nobody really realized that it was the same. You know that the injury they were saying Michael Cole had was the same injury that Paraguayo had died from. And and I'll be honest, when they mentioned it on Raw, uh, what his injuries were, it did not occur to me until I saw it on Facebook the next day. Somebody pointed that out. I think I, I think it was BuzzFeed actually had an article about it. Like, fucking BuzzFeed, <laughs> really? <laughs> BuzzFeed is the voice of reason. Five most insulting angles. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> no, like the, the, which which is why it's surprising. Like, wait, wait, fucking BuzzFeed was the voice uh, of reason I, on this. <laughs> The internet news, as well as the major news outlets, have actually changed quite a bit over the last couple of years, especially in the last, you know, year. We're start, you know, TMZ was kind of leading the charge, um, but I mean, they got coverage on ESPN. Like that's in itself, not just because of the Ronda Rousey thing, but they actually just they covered the main event like it was an actual serious news story. They didn't have any like apparently I didn't see it, but from secondhand what I've been told, it's like. It wasn't like tongue in cheek or all wink to the camera or anything. It just it just handled it like a oh, legit. This happened to me. It wasn't like Brock Lesnar lost. <laughs> I, I, maybe you know, maybe it's a little bit of a sign of the times where people are you know slowly getting there that are the wrestling. Problem fans. is though that yeah, the news outlets are getting like that. But until tr- Vince treats it like a real sport, we won't get back to that. The reason no one takes it seriously is because Vince doesn't. I remember when like WrestleMania five happened 
and I, I didn't get to order the pay-per-view, I remember, and I, I was really disappointed because it was like, man, Hulk Hogan and Roger Man and the Mega Powers are going to explode, i got to see this, and I didn't get to order it. And um, I remember seeing it on the news, the local news was covering, oh, and Hulk Hogan retained the WWF Championship against Macho Man Randy Savage, or, or won the WWF Championship, as it were, like, oh, the news is covering this, that's cool, <laughs> you know, like, it's, like, it's real sport, and back then, I didn't know any better. <laughs> you know, I thought it was a real sport anyway. We have the occasional bit of serious wrestling over here, but I can't say I've seen much from ESPN or any other major things over there. I mean, TMZ does it because they seem to have a working relationship now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I honestly didn't breaking. see anything on Canadian outlets, but I wasn't watching uh, any of the news that night. I think Canada takes it pretty well. Well, I, I don't know if TSN, which is... The only this, thing this, I... This, TSN is, is essentially ESPN. Um, but I don't know if they would have actually aired it because of the relationship with the competition who owns the WWE rights, who I'm sure it did. I, I would expect that Sportsnet indeed would have had it in their nightly news, sports news, because they, had, they, they own the, the rights to the WWE network, so for them it has kind of a mixed value. And there's this weird, like, you don't talk about the competition rule in the <laughs> sports media. Right. It's actually rather funny and amusing and awkward. <laughs> yeah, it took me a while. Well, Aftermath doesn't exist in radio form, but it took me a while to realize they never mentioned TNA because they have a working relationship with the E. They did, <laughs> initially. There is a, the beginning onset of uh, when, when Jimmy Corderas and Ardo Cal were just doing a podcast before they actually got their television uh, aftermath show going. They actually it used to be called right after wrestling. Um, yeah. And they did used to talk about TNA. And then they noted one week they weren't allowed to anymore and then that was it. Yeah, but the only real piece of Canadian wrestling real journalism I remember is John Pollock just shitting all over Battleground last year for about a good twenty minutes. <laughs> Which oh, is a clip that still exists in everyone's hearts and minds. Yeah, well, sometimes when Paul goes on a tear, he's definitely in the zone. What? Hey, good congrats to them guys for getting their own TV deal. Yeah, I don't know what that's all about. Um, that's a premium channel, so I won't be able to watch what it is. I'm assuming. I'm just glad it's still in radio form because, as I said, I I never got to watch Aftermath again after they got their TV deal when it <laughs> stopped being a radio show. Well, it's not though. It's going to be on television. <coughs> no, but they still have the radio version. The TV yeah, yeah, version is an hour condensed version. They'll they'll still have that. I'm just I'm, I'm I don't know the specifics of how the format's changing in there. That's but there's a lot of nothing is really changing. They're just going to edit it down to an hour and scratch it up for TV. Okay, I'm sure a bunch of the language and topics will <coughs> change. Yeah, but that's that's not uncommon. I don't know. Like I know in the states in Canada, we have a lot of talk sports radio shows that are also simulcasted as television shows. So it's not really out of the realm of anything different, at least for the standards here. But it is what it is. Uh, like I said, it's a premium channel, so unfortunately, TNA will still <laughs> remain unavailable to me until yeah, 2016. Still on their YouTube channel. Channel. Hmm? I think it might still be on their YouTube channel. I'll still listen to it on on uh, my p- podcast form. 
That's what I listen to when I drive, and I drive around a lot. So no reason to take that out of the rotation unless I find something better. And when I'm at home, I'll watch, you know, shows. That's why I don't watch radio. I never listen to radio or podcasts when I'm at home. It's always like computer slash video game slash television sometimes all at once. Yeah, pretty much the same here. I was surprised I could sit and watch the McMahon interview because that's not normally my thing. Well, that was kind of one of those rare things where you really want to see those facial reactions, right? Yeah, just, as I said, the face he made when he said TNA and Twitter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Which is another reason Triple H came off as so good. The first thing out of Steve Austin's mouth is, well, K-Fake dead. If he said that to Vince, Vince would have probably punched him. <laughs> so, I, I know we'll get into it into the news, but are you guys interested at all in the Jericho ones? Because I have to say, I'm not, and I don't think I'll be watching or listening to it. He's got Cena on the first one, doesn't he? Like, Yeah, it's tomorrow. Why would anybody watch that? I love Chris Jericho, man. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not interested in Chris Jericho's podcast with Steve Austin. The reason they got Jericho uh, to take over the WWE versions of these podcasts is because Jericho is not their show. He's not Steve Austin, and he is going to talk to John Cena in kayfabe. Yeah, his lips are firmly on the McMahon dick. I, uh, I yeah, that, that, that's about twenty five percent of our news. Actually, it's keeps. Yeah. It was one of the stories they kept giving this week. I have, I have <laughs> no doubt in my mind that this is going to be just basically. They might as well just have Renee Young interviewing John Cena on Monday Night Raw rather than. Yeah, so, so Chris, what did it feel like to beat Rusev? <laughs> Chris Jericho doing it for two hours or an hour or whatever it's going to be on on the WWE Network. Just why even bother wasting the production time? I almost feel like I haven't actually listened to any of his podcasts, but I feel I need to just because of what people have said about them. <laughs> like all the well, stuff he says repetitively. He, his style is a little unique, I guess. I don't know. I haven't listened to one in probably uh, almost a year. But I, the occasional guest he'll have on, I want to listen to. Like when he had his dad on, that was probably my favorite episode. His dad wasn't like, I, I like hockey, and his dad was an NHL hockey player. And that was the the episode. So for me, it was kind of like, okay, two worlds of interest for me coming together. It'd be kind of cool. And I don't know a lot about his dad's career because it was before my time. Right. It was fun. It was fun. He told some stories about, you know, the rough and tumble era of hockey when it was a lot lot more uh, of the cliche style of the movie Slapshot where everyone's fighting and, you know, (laughs) going to the audience to try to stab people with their their skate like Happy Gilmore and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Which the sport has really zero resemblance to today. I mean, it's the, the the last Jericho podcast I listened to. He had Santino on, and I've heard that was bad and good at the same time. When Santino was totally in character. When Santino stayed in character the whole time, it's like okay, this is a far cry from Austin's podcast. And then I listen to Austin's with Bray Wyatt, and Bray Wyatt, it's just you know, it's just Wyndham Rotunda sitting there and talking to Steve Austin. It's not Bray Wyatt. He's not in character. He's talking about how he developed the character and all this other stuff. Santino's just, yes, when I was in Italy, I was power walker, and I used to do the power walk, and I won the contests, and like, oh, He's sh- Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And he played a Russian at one point, too. Yeah. 
but the worst problem with that is it came out not long after an interview he did where he was Santino. Well, himself, I should say. Right, he, he was... Uh, where he wasn't playing his character. He wasn't the character. Exactly, and that's the problem I have is, is you know, Jericho does these things in kayfabe. And I don't think that that's going to change with him being on the WWE Network doing a podcast. Yeah, because, well, I'm sure it's in the news, but Vince is pretty annoyed at some of the things Steve said. Oh, yeah, which is one of the reasons he was replaced. So, as I, as we said, Chris, he's going to be filming on that McMahon dick and speaking in kayfabe. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's all in there, man. There's even a, a yet another update this morning. <laughs> oh, boy. Like, like I said, said it's keep, keeps on giving. Um, coincidentally, Chris Jericho responded to the accusations podcast with Cena would tow the company line with his tweet. Come on, man. Have any of my podcasts been kayfabe? I do things my way always, quote unquote. Chris Jericho on Twitter. Yeah, maybe, maybe the ones that have his kid or his dad or something. Mm-hmm. The ones with his kid or his dad, yeah, those are the ones that are real. The ones that he has wrestlers on are all on fucking kayfabe. I don't give a shit what he says. It's uh, maybe I'll tune in just to kind of get the feel for it. You know what I mean? And, and maybe mm-hmm. you know, maybe he's gonna prove me wrong. Maybe it'll be uh, worth watching. I doubt it. Well, hey, man, everyone needs a podcast. If you will, because Dusty Rhodes is apparently working <laughs> on one, too. Oh, boy. I didn't put that uh, in the news, but... See what, uh, Col- see what you started, Colt Cabana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm also really just tired of all these exes Jericho things. Podcast is Jericho. That just sounds fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Lore is Jericho works. Talk is Jericho. I guess that works, but... I hope Dusty calls his uh, podcast the Dreamcast. Oh, yes. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, I would love that so much. I had to actually explain to somebody last night, uh, you, if you recall when we had Brian DeVille on, I, I asked him if his uh, if his tag team, the Hate Brigade, are the uh, illegitimate love children of Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire. I had, to, I had to explain to a friend of mine why I why I keep saying that, and that's because one of the guys, his name is Bobby Sapphire. <laughs> He's a big white guy, big fat giant white guy right and his tag team partner is Roscoe Black big fat giant black guys it's like oh they're the illegitimate love children of of Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire (laughs) and they won the tag team titles last night so congrats Brian DeVille you're now the uh, agent to the champions I guess (laughs) I don't know but I digress anything else you want to talk about uh, from wrestling television this week I just want to say I really fucking hate how Taz keeps saying I digress. I can't bear to hear those words anymore. <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been watching TNA because, well, one, now I don't get the channel anymore. <laughs> uh, it was kind of funny this week. Um, remember when we were talking about Destination America and all those weird paranormal programs they have? Yeah. Yeah, they teamed up with one of them. Oh, God. Called Ghost Asylum where ghost hunters are searching for ghosts in James Storm's barn. <laughs> I'm not kidding, that was an actual thing that happened. And it's going to take more than one week. <laughs> no, they, we have to wait till next week to find oh out if God. they find any. Ew, I want ghosts now. <laughs> Poltergeist <laughs> match. So hilarious. This guy comes. This guy, his name is uh, Blackjack Phoenix, which one I hate because he's a, pretending to be a blackjack, and two I hate because he's a cobra. Or he's a cowboy with a cobra tattoo, and, and I mean like the GI Joe cobra. Like uh, he has the exact same 
G.I. Joe tattoo as CM Punk does. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Are you sure it's not just Punk? He's cleaned up? No, because this guy's fat <laughs> and, and has far less tattoos. And wears Jack Daniels t-shirts to the ring. But everybody was chanting at him, Fat James Storm! Fat James Storm! <laughs> I, I just love indie crowds. <laughs> and here's the, here's the announcement for the... Uh, for the May 16th show at the Frontier Fire Hall in Niagara Falls, New York. Rich Swan and PJ Black, formerly known as Justin Gabriel. Online ticket sales begin tomorrow night. I'll be there. Remember, folks, take your parachute, man. <laughs> yes, go get them, folks. <laughs> uh, we're already spending money, man. Me and my friends are going to show up wearing these uh, jackets that this guy Brandon Thurston's group uh the patron saints of pro wrestling where we're gonna get the same jackets and just try and get like a whole row of people wearing them with werewolf parachute man. with werewolf parachute man there you go we'll, we'll just we'll go and we'll buy all of them at once we'll find a place that has like the parachute army man in like the vending machine in the front uh, and you, other ones. you go yeah. super fucking matter and wear parachute pants as well yes nice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was watching the uh, the the. Uh, this is kind of wrestling re- related. They have a new show called uh, what the fuck is it called? <laughs> um, fuck man, I was just watching it the other day. I can't remember what the hell it was. Lip sync battle, right? It's uh, produced by Jimmy Fallon, LL Cool J hosted. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Fallon and, and The Rock were on the first episode, and the The Rock won. Uh, the next one was Common and John Legend, who, who John Legend, I can tie into wrestling. He uh, he opened WrestleMania 24, did America the Beautiful. He uh, he was dressed as Hammer, <laughs> and, and did you can't touch this. <laughs> he looked just like him. It was great. That was the show I was talking about on Facebook the other day, where I was complaining that I couldn't find a way to legally watch it. <laughs> yeah, Game of Thrones is the most torrented show for a reason. Yeah. You make it legally available to me, I will gladly give you money for it. <laughs> but if you don't make it legally available to me, then fuck you. I'm just going to steal it. Because <laughs> I want it. I want to watch it. Damn it. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> How about Witch Underground? Who watched that? I did. I did too. I have to say, again, very enjoyable show. Always is. I'm. Um, not so hot on the whole getting vengeance for parents' death thing, <laughs> but yeah, I can live with it. <sighs> yeah, and I'm enjoying the trios tournament as well. She's got Chun Li's storyline now. <laughs> for you, it was the worst day of your life. For me, it was just a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is one of the best lines from that movie. Yeah, I don't care what anyone says. I fucking love that movie. Oh, uh, that movie has some great one-liners in it. I will not deny you that. <laughs> yeah, they're dipping into the Tarantino thing next week too. Apparently, if you guys seen the trailer, no, no. Classic car trunk shot. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Right, but see, I like the fact they're bringing in the trios tournament too, and I like I like how they set up the teams, especially um, you know because it's, it'll it'll add the new dynamic that's a little more traditional to uh, the AAA with the you know the kids of trios and whatnot is one thing they're actually quite famous for. Right, and they have uh, they have a number of teams you know in place. They have three of them at least for sure, 
and putting Ivalas and Angelico and Santa Havoc together was that was smart. I like that a lot. Yeah, I, I liked um, I'm fucking forgetting names. Pentagon Junior trying to win the match all by himself because he <laughs> hates his partners. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then he tried to break Superfly's arm. Yeah, because he's he's just so great. <laughs> yeah, Pentagon's. Uh, He's, yeah, he doesn't work. He doesn't play well with others. He's like the Batman. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be in your Justice League, but uh, I'm doing all my missions solo, so fuck off, Superman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I liked, uh, I liked uh, the introduction of, of the two new teammates for Big Rick, actually. I thought that was a good little tandem to go work with him we, as well. We now That's... have two competent black groups in wrestling. <laughs> and the New Day. <laughs> New Day. By the way, can we can we can, we can we talk about the primetime players promo on on Thursday night? I fucking love that. And the new T-shirts. I love the new I T-shirts. See the new T-shirt. They have primetime players T-shirts in the style of uh, the primetime wrestling logo, <laughs> and that's what they were wearing in the promo. And I'm like, oh my god, I love those T-shirts. And then they're like, oh, let's uh, let's let's try it ourselves. New Day crickets. I loved it. It was great. <laughs> just brilliant. Uh. And they they threw in some realism by saying they feel the most sorry for Biggie, <laughs> <laughs> and just the way they were pouring water on themselves to fake sweating and everything. <laughs> okay, uh. we, we have three competent black groups in wrestling, <laughs> and a new day. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I love the primetime players, man. That was that was just hilarious. That promo. <laughs> I got to see it twice. I saw it before it aired here, and then I watched it again this morning when it was actually aired, when I was actually watching SmackDown and taking the mick out of the Afro, but drawing attention to the fact Darren Young used to have one. <laughs> if your hair is nappy, ain't nobody happy. <laughs> Love it, man. Great. Uh, on that note, what are we gonna? What do you say we get into a break song? Yeah, sure. Yeah, but I don't really have an intro. This is just a song called Fallen by someone who goes by the name Electro Dub. Okay. Here then here it is. Okay, I'm clicking play. There it goes.
Dub song called Fallen on Board Wrestling Fan Radio. That's gonna be another one of those ones I can't sell, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, some of those are on iTunes. I'll try and find one we can't sell. <laughs> That's okay. I mean, nobody actually <laughs> buys them anyway, so who cares? <laughs> you know? Oh well. <laughs> I, I I texted back my friend that hated Tyler Breeze, and I, I told him that you guys also asked why she, why she hated Tyler Breeze, and she said she told me to shut up. And that she'll prove you all wrong. <laughs> but he's gorgeous. All women should just automatically love him anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will. Th- I will just on an, just to continue glorifying that man. I loved how he called Hide- Hideo hideous. <laughs> called him hideous or Tommy. <laughs> just a great way to make fun of his name at the same time. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's what I've been doing all week. Is just texting about wrestling because <laughs> that's my life I guess is wrestling I went to my high school reunion last year and they're all like so so like are are you are you a wrestler like why do you why are you always posting about wrestling like uh no dude I'm a wrestling fan I have a website called board wrestling fan and I do a podcast called board wrestling fan I'm not a wrestler I know wrestlers I'm friends with them but I yeah I'm not getting in the ring <laughs> You, you, you should ask Brian Deville nicely if you can get just a hip toss or something at an ESW show. <laughs> I, I, what I want to do is I am highly planning on going to Dallas next year uh, for WrestleMania. And because David Fuller is running a show the previous Thursday, just you know, three days before WrestleMania, what I want to do is I want to get into town on Thursday and I want to be a part of the IHWE show. And I want to see if I could get somebody to give me the old Doink the Clown finisher, the whoopee cushion. And you guys know why. <laughs> Anybody that listens to this show knows why. And that's obvi- you know, obviously because Matt Bourne, before he passed away, said, one of these days I'm going to find you and I'm going to hit you with the whoopee cushion. So I would like to have some kind of angle where I get hit with a whoopee cushion on this IHWE show before WrestleMania next year. <laughs> uh, I'm sure if you tell someone that story, they will be happy to do it to you. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm gonna. I gotta. You know, run that by Fuller. But I did. 
I, I did kind of mention this morning that I'm hoping to be able to do something on the show uh, because I was talking to somebody else about going to WrestleMania next year because two years ago, today is the day I left to go to WrestleMania 29, and that was all my time hop was about today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, usually this is where we do chic tweets, but uh, JT not here this week to do them, so we're going to just let them pass. Uh, I refuse to unacknowledge the fact that Axelmania is still running wild. I'm with 69 you. 69 days, 16 it's hours, 20 minutes, now. 32 seconds. Yep. Oh, not in my fa- fantasy world. I'm mean, looking at a sign that's... rules doing payback, so he's <laughs> for the next two months. Extreme rules. Yes, Paybaxel. Okay. Nice, I like that one. Ryback, so it was going to lead to Paybaxel. I have to say, he looked incredibly strong. It took 29 guys to eliminate him. It That's did. just how powerful and, Curtis and, Axel and, is. And if you want to be technical, he's still not been eliminated from the Royal Rumble. That was the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. That's right. Axel, Mr. 9.95, almost perfect. <laughs> <laughs> That's what these little kids, they made a sign for him. You reach me perfect. This is straight out of Nottingham, yo. Straight out of Nottingham. <laughs> Somebody hit okay, a perfect. on Twitter right now for real. Yep, Somebody hit a fisherman it. suplex as their finisher last night, and the crowd charted, uh, started chanting "Far from perfect," or you know, calling it the imperfect plex. <laughs> uh, so, uh, shout-outs to AngryMarks.com, DailyWrestlingNews.com, and of course, our boys at CheapHeat.com, who distribute this fine program every week. Thank you very much for that. And also help us find some guests on occasion. Uh, of course, happy Easter today. And for our Mexican, uh, Mexican listeners, happy Conan Day. He's more over than a bunny. <laughs> and we start off with very sad news. Yes, AJ Lee has retired. Breaking. No. And I, I just got this today, by the way, on my tablet. <laughs> because I haven't turned my tablet on in three days. <laughs> Breaking! AJ Lee, April Mendez, has decided to retire from in-ring competition with WWE. We wish AJ the very best. That's weird. I, I sent you a message and you responded to it. When this well, broke. no, I, I'm saying that I just got it from WWE. Oh. <laughs> I, I got it from you. There wasn't some whole conspiracy about how they didn't add any of future endeavors. I, I got it from you, uh, th- like, moments after it happened. Yeah, I was, I was in the right place at the right time on the right Reddit. Yeah, I, I got it from Facebook because I saw it was trending. It's like, AJ Lee's trending what? No! Yeah. Uh, CM Punk commented uh, simply, hashtag, thank you, AJ. She retired for him. That's all blame Punk. PWI says, not shocking to hear that AJ was in a difficult position in WWE with her husband CM Punk having left the company. The only new wrinkle on the story may have been that Paige was aware that she was planning to retire before the match at WrestleMania 31 based on their interaction afterward. It also appears that she's still under WWE contract and may may not be able to work any indie dates if they hold her to her retirement. They will. You know they will. Look what they, they did with Mysterio. Yeah. Look what they tried to do with uh, Del Rio. They, uh, there was a picture floating around, and it was pa- uh, Bailey grabbing AJ's belly. There's rumors floating around that AJ is pregnant, and that's why she... There are always these pregnancy rumors. Yeah, I, if I she is, it would be like her to just leave rather than say I'm pregnant, I'll be back in a bit. I dismissed it as that as well, just because we've heard this a number of times. 
Um, I mean, we could only, we're obviously only speculating. We could end up being wrong, but I, it's... I, I saw know, a tweet. Boyer cried wolf at this point for me. <laughs> I saw a tweet in response to AJ pregnancy rumors, and it said, Don't you mean that rumor is that AJ Lee may be pregnant, but plans can change by extreme rules? <laughs> <laughs> That's the way I it works. I could make it? a joke about something on a poor match, but I won't. Right. Uh, <laughs> Justin Roberts deserves more praise than we ever knew for Connor the Crusher. And uh, if you haven't read it, read it um, basically, Justin Roberts is the one that found Connor the Crusher and got him all the attention from the WWE staff and superstars. I, I was very surprised to learn that he actually used his Make-A-Wish to go to Disneyland. I thought he met them through Make-A-Wish. Yeah, hey, that's, that's a, it's, a, it's a great read if you haven't read it yet. Uh, it is out there. Just uh, kind of look for it. You'll find it. Let's take a snippet out of the, uh, the article itself. And this is Please Justin do. himself. He says, I wish Connor's cure and Connor's induction into the Hall of Fame were driven by sincerity and not strategy. But sadly, it looks like they're just part of the philanthrop- <coughs> excuse me, philanthropic future of marketing. And then immediately after, Stephanie McMahon's tweet appears in the articles. Philanthropy is the future of marketing. It's, it's the, the way brands are going to win. Yeah. At Biz, Stone Cold founder. And that was uh, tweeted on March 28th. And that's what set him off, and uh, yeah, that uh, good on you, Chester Roberts. Uh, you didn't have to say anything, but it, I I understood what he posted based on that tweet. Like that's a total dick tweet by Stephanie. And I love like some of the stories he was telling as well, how he would Facetime him and just talk to him all day, and had the I pictures to prove it. Yeah, I had tons of evidence in the article. So if anyone wants to deny it, you need to just go read it for yourself. Um, I, we're not we're not shitting on Connor's cure on the show. Not at no, all. No, 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 we're absolutely not. Shitting not. On, and, 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 and last week, of Connor at all. Of course not. And last it, week we were encouraging people to to donate. And I still encourage people to donate. Absolutely. It's just uh, if you really want to know, you know, why it all happened, and you you got to turn to Justin Roberts and, and just say, hey, good job, man. You yeah. know, I mean, he didn't have to say a body word, and I, I don't think he was going to, except that fucking tweet came out. It's like, don't you understand what philanthropy is all about? The the other you know, thing that brag about it. The other thing that, uh, that that Justin had pointed out was uh, a thing that a thing that you've pointed out several times on the show, G, and that is the uh, the Warrior Award and and what it means and what it's supposed to mean. Yeah. In in a sense of that's not exactly what Warrior wanted. Uh, WWE released a statement basically saying that no, like no, we're we're gonna do what Warrior wanted, but this is what we felt we should do this year. And basically uh, that they were offended by Justin Roberts' post. They they never denied any of his story. I think I read it. There was not a single n- denial. No, it was just stop offending us, you stupid man. Yeah, pr- pretty much. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it is pretty it's long. Way yeah. long. Yeah. It's, 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 it's way too long. It's definitely way too long. Too much to spend time on right now, I think. But but basically, Justin Roberts says, this was all me, and WWE is like, fuck you, dude. No, you're that's offensive. But what's more offensive is them rewriting the history and t- trying to take credit for it. And, and as yeah. Stephanie herself says, hey, we're using this as a marketing tool. Uh-huh. That's what offends me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is... That's just wrong. No. You know, it's, again, not a knock on the, you know, 
the charity at all. It's it's a knock on the mindset of the McMahon family and and how they're using. That's this the biggest something. problem I have I have with them and the Susan G. Komen thing. It's yeah. not let's do something nice with Sujin G. Komen. It's let's it's look at how nice we are. Yeah, we're giving away all this money. Stroke our dicks. Yay us. And it comes back to something that was going on last summer, and we talked often about uh, with the ice bucket challenge. You know. Yeah. It was, and, and my 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 point was not, don't do the challenge. Just don't forget to donate. You know, if you want to do the challenge, it's fine. Okay, I get that. But remember, it's not really about dumping ice on your head, it's about generating awareness and, and, and doing the right thing and setting aside a few bucks for for research and hopefully finding a cure or a bit more suitable treatment and that, that's we're going to stand on that well hell or high water, you know it's, that, it's just irritating, you know you know, Carnegie, man rich motherfucker total evil businessman just probably died Built libraries all across the planet so people could read. That's philanthropy, man. Do you mm -hmm. make money off of that? No. Bill Gates is one of the most charitable people in the world, but you wouldn't know because he doesn't go on about it. Yeah. yeah. I was surprised to learn he gives away like $10 billion all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of computers and schools across the planet because of Bill Gates. Yeah. Oh, on you. That, that, that's that's why I think it's important we talk about it in the right context. And, 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 and for Bill Gates... Anybody that doesn't know what Bill Gates does, go look into it. Look, look it up because you're not going to find him, you know, tweeting about it. Mm -hmm. he'll, he'll make the occasional Tonight Show appearance. You know what I mean? But it's just to tell you what good he's been doing over in Africa. You know, with their drinking water and stuff. Uh, like no, that. I've, I've heard about that. It is amazing. Yeah, and he's working on giving Africa, all of Africa, clean drinking water, and that's pretty damn good. And but the, he and, won't and tell you that. And the reason that you, the reason he goes on the Tonight Show and talks about it is because they want, uh, they bring him on and they ask him about it. It's not that he's like, okay, well, this is what I'm doing now. You should watch my show. <laughs> you know, like WWE is, is seems to be doing with uh, with the, uh, you know, Conor Mahalik. But yeah, it's disappointing. It's just, I I, I think that's the best way I could describe it. It's just disappointing. But again, again, and Mark touched on it earlier as well. I mean, we've got three examples in the last year of so-called philanthropy, and it's just a fucking marketing tool. That makes you a tool, man. But again, this <laughs> is not us saying don't donate to Connor's Cure. This is us saying donate to Connor's Cure, just don't make a big fucking deal about it. Yeah. Like, I, like I said, yeah, I donated, and you should too. That's That's the extent of it. I didn't say, I donated, now you should listen to my podcast because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> you know, I, I just said... I donated. You should donate too. It's a good cause. I'm left at that, you know. That's not. It's not a marketing tool. That's a, that's that's not what it should be used for. Yeah, what bugs me too is that there's been a bit of negative backlash towards Roberts for coming out with this. It's like, oh, it's just butthurt because you got released and all that. And it's like, yeah, I really hate that. Uh -huh. Every time someone, every time an ex guy comes out, the response is always, oh, they were just butthurt. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, he said nothing about this at all until that one tweet came out, and he, like I quoted at the, you know, from the article, I, that's the most damning line of, of, that's why that's why he's putting it out there. He didn't put it out there to glorify himself, and even he talks about that in in very long oh, article. It, this you. was the first blog he's posted in years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, 
Well, I say, hey, man, high five to Justin Roberts. Um, could do it in my books. Come on yeah. the show anytime and talk about anything but philanthropy because we, we don't need to. Exactly. We'll just do it quietly. Exactly. Class. Stay classy, yo. Well, oh. since, since we're on the subject of Conor Mahalik, he was inducted into the WWE Hall of Fame, the Warrior Award this year. Uh, WWE management was not a fan of this year's Hall of Fame broadcast. They thought it went on too long and wasn't exciting enough. Really? <laughs> I, I really enjoyed the whole four hours. I thought it was long, but I thought the speeches were great. How, how exciting can a kind of ceremony like that be? It depends who's getting inducted. You want you want to you want to see how exciting it can be? Go back and watch Bobby Heenan's speech. Oh <laughs> yes, and was it last year when Mick Foley elbowed someone? Uh, it was WrestleMania 29. Yeah. It was yeah, uh, it was Jericho. I ha- I showed up just after that. Because uh, Jericho <laughs> said the the one thing he wanted the most that he never got was an elbow drop from Mick Foley. <laughs> No, it was uh, Mick Foley had never beaten Chris Jericho. Oh, was it that? Yeah, and so he got he covered him and he hit him with the elbow, and then he covered him and pinned him with CM Punk out of the pinfall. <laughs> um, but unfortunately, I missed that. I got there just after Mick Foley's induction, but that was a couple of years ago. Um, I, I liked the speeches this year. I didn't think they were bad. I thought you know uh, Larry Zbysko I thought was great. Uh, Medusa was great. Uh, Sabisco is one that I heard a lot of criticism of him pandering and going off topic and everything. I didn't remember to get this in the notes. I can explain that. He actually uh, accidentally left his speech in the car. Really? Yeah. So if anyone's wondering why he seemed a little lost at times, it was because he kind of fucked up and forgot his speech in the car. Whoopsie doodle. And apparently he was like practicing it all weekend, according to his son. Huh. Well, I kind of feel, feel bad hearing that. Like, ah, oh, that sucks, dude. <laughs> yeah. I'd be in the exact same boat if you had to put me up there because I wouldn't be able to memorize that whole thing. No, exactly. At least it wasn't Mr. T. Yeah. Somebody referenced Mr. T. I don't remember who it was. <laughs> oh, there, there was a few other little interesting tidbits that came out about the Hall of Fame. Not not to damn or, or anything or criticize. Just interesting Okay, yeah. like the Kevin Nash bit. Kevin Nash, Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair were all asked to shorten their speeches during the ceremony to help with the pacing. Uh, they tried to talk him into going in as Diesel, but he flat out refused. Uh, the rumor that I heard was um, he didn't want to go in as Diesel because Diesel was like the worst drawing WWE champion. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't want to be remembered for that. <laughs> Uh, and Vince uh, was not happy with the narrative Nash uh, had changed the business with guaranteed contracts because Vince felt WW, uh, WCW was trying to put WWF out of business back then and still takes it personally. Oh, that's why Stan lost. Okay. Yeah, and, uh, and apparently the, he didn't get guaranteed contracts at all. Well, he did, but he did, he wasn't the first. Hogan had one a few years ago before him and stuff like that. Right. Uh, no, Again, it's just, another, it's just another case of a guy stroking himself off when he shouldn't. <laughs> Alundra Blaze, we were talking about last week and all the stuff she was pulling out of the trash, the, the red, white, and blue bikini and the barbecue sauce and the copy of Eric Bischoff's book and, of course, the WWF Women's Championship. Uh, and apparently WWE officials were adamant that Blaze pull her old WWF belt out of the trash during the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony uh, as a requirement for her to get into the WWE Hall of Fame. That's going to be one of the strangest requests. 
Can you, can you pull that belt out of the garbage during your speech? We'll induct you. <laughs> you know, it's kind of a... I don't know if this is like a totally negative thing. I think that's what she's best remembered for. Right. And uh, there, there's a reality to having moments where it's like, this is a logical one that the fans would appreciate. Yeah, we're, we're all saying we want that to happen. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, like, if, if there was... We'd have no, no other detail than that if it was, like, at a contention at any time in the conversation. Or if it was just like, yeah, you know, we're thinking of putting you in this year. We want to kind of pay homage to the famous, you know, the wars between WCW and WWE. Do you think we could make you... Uh, pull the belt out and what we're going to put you in this year and do it, do it out maybe she's just like no yeah sure why not or maybe they debated and negotiated I, we don't know so like I said I don't know if this is necessarily a bad or, it's just no, an interesting I, thing yeah it's kind I, of way I'm looking at it, it and Mark said it, we, all, we all were saying hey that would be that would be a cool moment and that was the shirt they were selling too <laughs> it, it was the belt hanging out of the garbage can so that was her special teacher. So I mean, the, the marketing t- wheels were probably in place for this one. Like, uh, it, it all kind of makes sense to me. Is it weird that I think she's better looking now than she was back then? <laughs> no, sometimes <laughs> no, she looks like that. She looks incredible now. Hey man, Ju- Ju- uh, Julia Louise Dreyfus, man, it's some women. It's just <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm, good. And uh, Rikishi, uh, we talked about Rikishi last week. <laughs> Uh, apparently, he made it specifically clear to WWE officials before his Hall of Fame induction that he did not want Too Cool to be there. So, he's more of an ass than we thought. No pun intended. <laughs> it's, it's odd, too, that the Uso did the worm anyway. Yeah. That, that, that's why you look at that. You're like, huh. I wonder if Rikishi had words with the kids backstage after for that, if that was planned or not. Oh, that's a weird, the weird story. The heat between uh, Scotty Tihati and Grandmaster Sexy and Rikishi. What, 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 it's a thing, I guess. Well, spe- speaking of Scotties and the Hall of Fame, <laughs> and heat, right? Scott Steiner. <laughs> Segway out of nowhere. <laughs> Scott Steiner was apparently banned from attending the WWE Hall of Fame and weekend WWE events due to an altercation he had with Hulk Hogan's wife. <laughs> Steiner approached Jennifer Hogan at the uh, baggage claim when they were in San Jose. She had no idea who he was, and he intimidated her, or intimated to to her that the next time he saw Hogan, there would be a problem. She called Hulk afterwards. Hulk called WWE, and the ban was put in place to bar him from all WWE events, including the Hall of Fame. Steiner is currently the target of a lawsuit from TNA over defamatory statements he made about Hogan, Eric Bischoff, and others on social media, and none of them are even with the company anymore. Well, Hogan is. <laughs> no, no, TNA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just seeing his poster there. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, is like they actually apparently had signs up that said, don't let this man in. Well, that, that's just how crazy Scott Steiner really is. He threatened Hogan to his wife. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, During the WrestleMania kickoff show, Lita had hinted that Team Besties, her and Trish Stratus, could have a show on the WWE Network or even a match with the Bella Twins at next year's WrestleMania. That would be interesting. That would be pretty interesting. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Trish and Lita wrestle one more time, even if it is on a tag team against the Bella Twins. Yeah, it's just like you said. It's the Bellas. Gosh darn it! Mm-hmm. Uh, 
I'm so out of it mentally. I just pictured Seamus as the Bella Twins with team with Bella Twins. I'm pretty sure I've seen that before. <laughs> Haven't used that all day. <laughs> Chris Jericho. We already talked about this. The whole, uh, the, the talk is Jericho. <laughs> Sorry, I looked it up and it doesn't exist. The Bella Twins. Uh, we kind of talked about it, but we actually really yeah. Let, let's uh, let's get into it now. Chris Jericho is yeah. going to do the live talk as Jericho on the network uh, tomorrow night with John Cena. The talk as Jericho show may be a reflection of issues that Stone Cold Steve Austin is having with WWE right now, uh, which included him flying home to the Broken Skull Ranch after WWE had had him penciled in for WrestleMania 31 in some shape or form. The chief issue seems to be whether or not future Austin podcasts will be on the WWE Network live. Uh, Austin had a hotel room with his name on it for WrestleMania as late as the middle of last week. Here's how bad things got in the spat between Austin and Vince McMahon. Apparently, McMahon criticized some of the things Austin said and did on his WWE Network broadcasts of the Stone Cold Podcast. Austin took exception to being criticized in a manner Austin does. Um, And one person says the argument between them was so heated that he's never seen Vince that mad about anything. This would apparently be the reason Talk is Jericho is now airing on Monday on after Raw instead of Austin. More details have emerged on Vince McMahon's issues with Steve Austin. Apparently it boiled down to Mc, uh, boiled McMahon's eggs that China was brought up during the Triple H live <laughs> podcast. Is that even a state? Is that even like a phrase? Like, I guess. According to Wrestling Observer, it is, I guess. Uh, well, Vince McMahon is very reptilian. Hey, man, I'll teach your grandmother to suck eggs. <laughs> Uh, happy, happy, joy, joy. <laughs> it boiled Vince McMahon's eggs. China was brought up during the Triple H Live podcast, which led to her responding on social media and accusing Triple H of physical abuse. Uh, it's all China's fault. Yep. All yeah, China's fault. Tony, Laura, Laura, whatever. However you pronounce that name. Laura. Something. Oh, God. I, I saw Vince Russo interfere in a match on a pay-per-view I was watching. It was... Uh, it was from 2000, and I can't remember what event it was, but it was bro- it was from Buffalo. They they broadcast it, and that's my friend was. Wow, God! I just looked at this fella twins thing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Vince Russo came out and like attacked somebody during a match. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's Vince freaking Russo! It's Vince freaking Russo! <laughs> That's why this pay-per-view sucks. <laughs> Speaking of sucking, and <laughs> WWE is stock talk time, folks. Without obligation, and uh, they unnecessarily announced that the new WWE Network subscriber number is... It sounds like the New York State Lotto guy at this point. 1.315 million people. Takeaways from said conference call. They're holding another free month for new subscribers in April. Barrios said that they still believe they could get to three to four million subscribers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the reaction he gets for three to four million subscribers, I guess. A uh, caller asked for a breakdown of how many people who signed up for a free month are still with the network. Barrios said they haven't been public with that number. Uh, he's disappointing. Yeah. He said that they did not give an international number for the network. Uh, but they will do during the quarterly conference call. 
but apparently Wall Street expected a higher number because WWE stock dropped a dollar ninety a share during the conference call. <laughs> Whoops! Oh dear. <laughs> that was the best line from the call. During the conference call, Vince McMahon said that they brought Sting out of obscurity and made him a major star again. What about our, our TNA, Vince? Yeah. <laughs> Click. Apparently Sting has said in, inter- in an interview, while wow, I was wrong, I should have done this years ago. <laughs> uh, I'd like to note that the, uh, the new subscribers, the free month in April, of course doesn't apply to Shock Cable. Of course. I, I mean, of I course I looked into that. I mean, I'm sure. I'll, I'll watch your pay-per-view for free. I, I'm, I'm just going to keep my subscription, man, and, and just keep paying for it, because then maybe like next next February they'll give me another free t-shirt. I finally got my Sami Zayn t-shirt the other day, <laughs> by the way, that I ordered February 27th. <laughs> it came on April 1st. And then uh, April 1st they had a buy one, get one free sale, so I ordered two more t-shirts. <laughs> Which you can expect I summer. <laughs> I, I guess I'll have them in time for SummerSlam, right? <laughs> When Adrian Neville is being squashed by Fella. Well, one of them, yeah. One of them is on the way. Uh, it was my friend and I split the cost, and and we got uh, two Bray Wyatt T-shirts. I got the one he wore at WrestleMania. She got his other new one, and uh, there hers is on the way. Mine is like expected to be in stock like April twenty second or something. So, <laughs> <laughs> it, the, was one of them the uh, fireflies in the sunlight? <laughs> no. <laughs> Yes, uh, that's like the, the the black bear in the woods at night, right? So no, it's just a pl- plain black T-shirt. No, dude, seriously, can't see. Like <laughs> cat in a snowstorm. Despite what came out in a recent press release, WWE NXT is not, not, not getting monthly live specials. They will still be held quarterly on the WWE Network as usual. A corrected press release specifying this is already in the works. And it's probably already out there. Probably at this point. That was exciting, though, to hear that, wasn't it? Hey, we're going to get monthly NXTs, but, but at the same time, isn't that our, our complaint? Is that they at have the to rush time, things? Less is more. The quarterly shows work great. <laughs> isn't that what we're complaining about on the main roster? Is they have to build to a show with, like, a month? <laughs> NXT, you get three months to build. And that's why NXT is better. Uh, the reason WWE put two matches on the kickoff show before WrestleMania this year was, one, to give the fans more live content, and two, to better space out the pacing of the show, given that they needed more time for the pay-per-view, which ran long anyway. NXT wrestlers and talent who took part in Triple H's entrance on Sunday include Solomon Crow, Enzo Amore, and Drake Younger. And I also heard apparently they wanted to put the Divas match on the pre-show, but they felt they would get lambasted if they did. Yeah, I heard that as well. So it gave Divas a chance worked. Yay. Now, they still only got like three minutes. With, with Enzo uh, just being mentioned, I, I feel compelled to tell you about a guy at this indie show last night. His name is Ron Falco, and he has a brand new t-shirt. And his new t-shirt is a red shirt, and it just simply says, You can't teach this. <laughs> That's worse than riot control. This guy's IWC type of shit, man. Everybody in that fucking uh, promotion seems to be an old ECW character. 
This guy. What's up, Kratos? Oh, no, he just might be Wekrak. Yeah, yeah, he's Mikey Wekrak, isn't he? <laughs> Starting a feud with Vince Russo himself. That's right. Ooh, putting the asses in seats, folks. Well, this guy during intermission last night, they gave him a mic for some ungodly reason, right? I, I'm not a big fan of this guy, and I, and I don't care who knows it. You know, but this guy comes out, and he's got a mic, and the, the ring announcer's got a mic. The ring announcer's walking around. This guy's standing in the ring. I never left my seat during intermission, so I'm sitting there watching this dude in the ring talking about, go buy all the new t-shirts and go, you know buy your 50-50 raffle tickets and all this other bullshit, you know what I mean? Like, Which I kind of wish I did because the, the prize was like 139 bucks last night. But uh, I digress. Sorry. <laughs> he goes, he goes uh, yeah, you could get my new t-shirt. And I said, uh, I said, Enzo Amore gets royalties for those, right? <laughs> he goes, yeah, he's a royal something. <laughs> like, yeah, he's on NXT and you're here. <laughs> Every time he would open his mouth, I would yell, How you doing? <laughs> like, dude, come on. All right. So you call yourself a Hall of Famer, <laughs> and now you have a T-shirt that has somebody else's catchphrase on it. Good for you, guy. I, I said, what can't you teach? Gimmick infringement? <laughs> <sighs> then he's like, hey, did you guys notice my new entrance music? Like, you had entrance music? <laughs> I didn't even fucking notice. I don't even remember you being on the show earlier. <laughs> You're threatening the big fat guy who thinks he's a preacher. <laughs> it was a shitty remix of Enzo's theme. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It, it, was, it, it was a rap song. It was done by uh, a guy that I praise a lot on this show, Kevin Bennett. <laughs> mm. Who also had a great match last night. And, uh, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention the great match between Tony Nese and Johnny Gargano. Which Gargano won? It was, it was that was one of the best wrestling matches I've seen in a long time. Back to the news. This week's episode of NXT will be devoted entirely to NXT at WrestleMania. Now, does this mean there's no matches and I can skip it? I don't know. I don't know if we're gonna see the Access Matches tournament. I don't know if we're gonna see any of the live event. I, would, I don't know if it's just gonna be like you said, skippable on all clips. I, I don't know. I would venture to say that we're going to get some of the matches from Access. That's what my sus- main suspicion is looking at it, yeah. I mean, here's what I'll do is Wednesday night, I'll put it on before I leave for work, and if it's good, I'll watch the rest of it on the way to work, or when I get there, <laughs> depending on if anybody's texting me at the time. <laughs> I hope they put together a package of the live show, because I would like to see uh, Baylor's entrance, because he did wear the face paint. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Yeah, I'm not sure if that was filmed. I mean, Stephanie filmed some of it, but that's all. Yeah, I well, I saw that. I saw one of the filmed versions of it, but it's so far back. It's, it's like it's like the banner in the group, man. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, there's uh, there, there's footage out there, but it's it's pretty dark. It's potato quality, yeah. <laughs> Fella, the uh, the WWE has now decided that the ECW arena in Philadelphia is too small. For an NXT house show, thanks to the success of the show they just put on in San Jose. Which is kind of a shame, because I think it would be amazing from that arena. I think just once they need to run ECW Arena with it. Just once. Let, it, let them just do it now, when it's still like when it's still like building. And then like when it takes off, just, okay, it's now it's too big. Like Right now would be a perfect time to do it in the ECW Arena. Uh, maybe plans will change. You never know. I yeah. mean, again, it's it's 
I, I hope it's Triple H's decision. Maybe he can change that. But yeah. They do want to get these guys comfortable in front of big audiences, too. So there's... Right. I don't know, man. I'm kind of split on it. Like, I, I understand the history and the heritage, and that would be cool. I get it, but... It is supposed to be, you know, especially not not for the guys that are the indie darlings that they're more than comfortable wrestling in front of lots of people. It's the the guys that are truly, and the gals that are truly there, like, out of the gates that need that experience right. more than anything. Ronda Rousey's manager says that her appearance at WrestleMania was cleared with Dana White well in advance of the pay-per-view. Of course. <laughs> which, uh, of course, I, I also read somewhere that Dana White said that this was just a one-off. <laughs> But according to her tweet on Monday, they're just getting yeah. started. Yeah, they're they're just they're they're are building up for WrestleMania 32. That's right. She's being cryptic about it. And and as, as you note, I mean, it's a build-up a year in the making. Dana White's opinion might change in a few months. It, it, you, you also have to understand, she kind of is the biggest draw for that company. So they just, really can't risk her getting injured. They're, yeah, they're a lot of the, you know they're they're kind of at a transitionary period where they've lost a lot of their bigger names. Um, Vince McMahon knows about this, so he'd be sympathetic to this reality too. Right, and they're they're trying to build up new guys. Like they lost their George St. Pierre, their Chael Sonnens, you know, it's, it's a few others. I'm not going to talk too much about MMA here, but for those of people who follow it, they they would be nodding their head at home right now, like yeah, it's true. It's like when Austin and Rock both left, dude. Yeah. Yeah, so. And fuck, man, her matches are awesome. And they don't take much time. <laughs> yeah, so no, I, 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 I... off at the outcome, but not me. We were talking about WrestleMania last night in the car on the way back home, and I'm like, dude, I watched the entire Ronda Rousey fight on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> the entire fight introductions and all. <laughs> That's how short the fight was. And apparently Vince does jokes that people want longer women's matches but they're quite happy to see Rousey only last 14 seconds yeah I was an irony though that's for sure I was seriously on the way home from a show and Cassidy goes oh you're you're home in time to watch the Ronda Rousey fight like dude I'm not home yet I have another bus ride to go I'm not gonna be home for like another hour (laughs) he's like then I got home and this entire fight was already posted to Instagram yeah Instagram fights are under something like 30 seconds yeah that's just what she does, you know. Members of Roman Reigns' family, particularly his father, Sika, were pissed off by the finish of WrestleMania last weekend. Sika, in particular, was acting like it was a shoot and not a work and looking to start a war until other members of the family calmed him down. Other reports say the family was disappointed, but not out of control. Even more than the usual California contingent were on hand for the show due to Rikishi going in the Hall of Fame. And um, I can clear this up a bit. Apparently... Roman Reigns was booked to win, and they went in knowing that, and he was told halfway through the show, Seth is going. That's point, right there. That's right. Seth Rollins? So this, that's uh, he wasn't even halfway through the show. They didn't even know. Yeah, I, I, was, I was going to mention this. He wasn't told he was going to win the title on a cash-in until during WrestleMania. Uh, he was, was after the segment, which we just finished talking about. Exactly. After, 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 after he was informed, Lester <laughs> and Roman Reigns went to... My, he Roman Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins went to Michael Hayes to work out a new finish. The meeting took place during the in-ring segment involving Ronda Rousey and The Rock. So this is literally yes. less than an hour before this is happening. Like, sorry, sorry, Roman. Nature looks strong. Um, 
hey Proc, uh, put this in your pocket, you'll need it later. And uh, yeah. <laughs> it's funny too, because I've heard a lot of people commenting that this WWE way of having Rollins lose to uh, Randy Orton is kind of telegraphed or whatever forecasted the uh, outcome with the cash in and I don't know about that like if this if this story is true it's like well did it well, yeah, that was one of the greatest RKOs I've ever seen it was Edge, Edge that, lost that our animated chip of the week folks Edge Sorry, lost large, I apologize <laughs> Edge lost Ric Flair earlier in the night when he cashed in the very first Money in the Bank contract mm-hmm. so oh, that's similar definitely similar similar but I wouldn't say that it telegraphed it that well, and that, that's exactly I agree. Uh, that I is why by that it's, point, they didn't know. If this story yeah, right, is true exactly. about the information that's being changed, then exactly how, how did a telegraph? I don't know. God damn you, dirt sheets! We talked about this a little bit earlier. There was some heat on WWE for saying that Michael Cole suffered a cervical spinal fracture as a result of Brock Lesnar's F5. Uh, it's a little too close to what really happened to the late Peril Aguayo Jr. And can easily be argued that's a poor taste for a kayfabe injury. Uh, perhaps realizing how distasteful the angle was on Monday night, WWE changed the diagnosis of Michael Cole's injury to a bulging disc at the C6-C7 level and announced he'd be back at, at commentary on Monday. JBL suffered an abdominal tear, uh, abdominal wall tear requiring surgery, but is expected back after resting at home in Bermuda, and Booker T got off the lightest in kayfabe with only contusions and bruises. And of course, Jerry Lola suffered anal bleeding. Just from having to deal with uh, Byron Saxton. <laughs> yep, that's just how bad the commentary was. <laughs> Uh, we talked about the ankle injury to Bray Wyatt last week, and he was kept off Raw because of it. The cameraman who took an F5 for Brock Lesnar was indie wrestler Dylan Drake. And Raw this week, listen to these numbers. 5.36 million viewers and a 1.86 rating in the 1849 demo. Those numbers are up 28% and 27% from last week's 4.19 million and 1.46 demo. And then they gave him that main event. And that freaking main event was awful. The volume... Yeah, by design. By design. The volume... We to do the wave. We have to get the wave in there. Yeah. The volume on the Raw crowd was turned down to a ridiculous degree during Monday's main event. I can bet. So now, we, we saw someone wrestle his last match on NXT, I believe, unless there's one in the can coming up. Uh, which there might there might be, but CJ Parker has been released from NXT, his own personal request, and on amicable terms with WWE, his most memorable appearance may have been getting destroyed by the debuting Kevin Owens in a match which he also accidentally broke Owens' nose. By the way, uh, it's already in here, uh, he... Released a new shirt on Pro Wrestling Tees that says, I broke Kevin's nose. <laughs> <laughs> CJ Parker comments, I would like to thank all the talent, coaches, staff, and fans of WWE. Love you guys. Best of luck in your future endeavors. CJ Parker's reason for leaving NXT was that he felt he didn't want to stay too long and get not get called up and have people think there was a reason he'd never be ready for the main roster. He wants to go out and gain experience nationally and internationally. Best of luck to the guy. Yeah, I, I I was a fan. I don't know if anybody else was, but I was. I liked the guy. Yeah, I kind of liked him. I dug the gimmick. I liked everything. I like. I thought he was good. He <laughs> could have been yeah, a, a unique character. I'll give him that. He had a unique character, and 
I, I kind of see the reasoning why he wanted to leave it. It makes well, sense. Yeah. There's, there's going to be a lot of NXT guys that will never get called up. That's just the reality of it, you know. All kidding aside, as much as I don't want to see them get called up. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> and they, they want to make money. That's for about five years. Yeah, and they're, they're, there, they're there with the hopes. It's an investment to get called up so they can actually make decent money because some of them have some good contracts, you know, but the majority of them don't. They're, they're getting lots of praise, but not lots of uh, paycheck. Yeah, apparently revenue. Kevin Owens is on a much lower paycheck than he was with ROH. Yeah. And he basically went in knowing that and saying, I'm going to take this one last chance. Mm-hmm. It's an investment in themselves. It's the same thing with, uh, you know, the amount of money he was making as Devitt versus Baylor. And same thing with, uh, you know, Kenta. All, the, all, all those darling guys, they're all taking that last gamble. They're all about 35. If the rumors are true about Samoa Joe going in, same thing. Like, a guy can make way more in the Indies. If he decides to go in NXT, he's, he's looking at, like, can I squeeze maybe four, three or four years at the top of it and get the, uh, the big money while I'm still in my prime? So, I, I don't blame the guys for that. That's the harsh reality is that I don't think all of them are getting called up. Kind of sucks, but... Yeah. Just try to be realistic, you know, not mm-hmm. a leader. No, exactly, but, you know, there's only so many spots. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know, as much as, it's, as it's some of the guys have some shitty gimmicks, like, they're, they're more than happy to cash those paychecks. He's exactly. at you, buddy. I'll trade off. Hey, man. Vince McMahon is really impressed with Lana and has big plans for her. Uh, oh, boy, goddamn. He's realized what Lana spelled backwards is. She was not on TV uh, this past Monday as she returned to the set of interrogation. Vince was noted uh, to be on the casting couch. (laughs) (laughs) Vince Vince McMahon is impressed by both Charlotte and Sasha Banks. That's a change, right? (laughs) Uh, And, in fact, personally made the call for Charlotte to be featured in the new tap-out commercials. Why not? That's smart. This is this is the same guy that like didn't want Charlotte on the main roster like a week ago. Yeah, so she has a big nose. <laughs> Even though Summer Rae's there, but I guess she has the big nose gimmick. I guess. But she, you know what? She also has one other gimmick that few guys have, and that's the second generation. Yeah, if, and if they're smart, they play off of that. They don't Curtis yeah. Axel her. The first, fourth generation guy is basically going to get everything handed to him. Just like The Rock did for being the first, third generation guy. Yeah. Of course, that worked out right away, but... uh. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) John Cena personally requested for the U.S. title to be redesigned, and the new design has already been sent out for production. Hi, I'm Ava Fan. How you doing? Wee! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, if he does not bring back that spinner. Come on. <laughs> very well, kid. Very well, kid. He good. Warner Brothers Animation is currently working on animated shorts that would feature Hanna-Barbera characters wrestling WWE wrestlers for Cartoon Network. They're also working on a movie. Uh, Warner Brothers is also working on a movie idea involving WWE and the Jetsons, similar to what WWE did with the Flintstones. I want to watch a movie where Vince McMahon is an immortal cyborg who rules rest- 
WWE for the next 500 years. That's that's probably what gonna be what the Jetsons movie is gonna be because you know because because he's like he's already six billion years old from being in the Flintstones movie. <laughs> there you go. And then this now now is the time they have to bring back the Max Moon gimmick. Yes. <laughs> Wanderlei Silva says he's no longer negotiating with WWE. No, the talking don't continue, you know, because I'm a real fighter. You know, I can't do pro wrestling. I don't know. I never do it before, and I don't know if I'm going to break the rules. Oh, at least he didn't do it in the high-pitched falsetto voice. <laughs> that is the best impression I've ever heard. Not Joe's, but... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what yeah, that yeah, sounds like. I never heard him talk, so... <laughs> he yeah, he has uh, a really high-pitched voice. It's that that Mike Tyson thing or uh, Ilya Briskov thing going? Oh, okay. <laughs> now you have to be bad. Briskov <laughs> yeah. uh, wouldn't wrestle up there, but Daniel Bryan would. <laughs> uh, by the way, the Sabers lost last night, and the Coyotes won. So, yeah, <laughs> bring on Connor McDavid. Anyway, yeah, they're playing tonight again, aren't they? Uh, no, because those were both back to back for them. So, oh. I highly doubt they're playing a third straight night. Uh, Buffalo. No, no, they definitely wouldn't be playing. I, for some reason, I'm sick as hell, man. I'm, that's good. It's good. It's all it good. Could, it could be a Wednesday for all I know. Yeah. Sabres play the Hurricanes tomorrow night in Buffalo, and the Coyotes. Uh, my phone's not telling me when the Coyotes are playing next. So. Uh, oh, either way, either way. Yeah. Tanking. Yeah. Uh, Tank Abbott would be proud. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, WWE has filed motions for the lawsuit filed by Vito LaGrasso and Evan Singleton, as well as the lawsuit filed by Cassandra Frazier to be moved from the districts where they were uh, filed to U.S. District Court of Connecticut. Uh, They filed a similar motion for the lawsuit of Billy Jack Haynes. It's Connecticut. It's the place where the McMahons own the judges. Connecticut. Yes. I've been there. I, I, I I, I took a bus trip to Connecticut. And uh, I actually, on the bus ride, got to go right by WWE headquarters. So that was that was kind of cool. <laughs> did did you uh, grab the tomatoes or the bricks? No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the bus, man. I would have had to throw them through the bus window. You can do that. Come on. I got confidence in you. <laughs> <laughs> and and then when I went, it was right before DX did the, the bit where they tagged the building. So I didn't get to see. I, I just missed that. <laughs> All right. Okay. That was a while ago. Yeah. ROH officially announces Hiroshi Tanahashi for their New Japan shows in May. And it gets better. The Rainmaker Kazuchika Okada has been announced for ROH's New Japan shows in May as well. And I, I missed this one. I apologize. So is Leisure. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So, so we're watching this show, guys. Yeah, I'm watching this. We, we got two two guys from the two best events, and still I would argue the best pay per view of the year from January fourth coming over. Analyzer, come on, fuck, this could be great. Or I guess I put so in that order. That dude is still going. Those yeah. would be those would be the the Toronto uh, a couple of them in Toronto, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. They, they do well there. They they usually draw a pretty packed crowd. <laughs> The night of that show is also the night of the next Empire State Wrestling show. So. Well, it's off to bail on Empire, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> go watch it later. It'll be all well, well, He has to go there to piss off the Dale Wolf. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I got to go, go there with the, man, with the, the parachute man. going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we've already decided on ESW, and, and for me, mostly because I 
can get to ESW even if I don't go with anybody <laughs> because it's in my old hometown. And also, also coming home and watching SmackDown, huh? come home and watch something a hell of a lot better. Yeah. I uh, I can't uh, I I don't have the uh, proper credentials to go to Toronto at the moment, so <laughs> they'll be back. Uh, Jimmy Jacobs wants to be or will be part of the Raw and SmackDown creative team, not the NXT team. Good because they need somebody who knows fucking wrestling. <laughs> and WWE wants to sign ACH as soon as his ROH contract expires. Now that that's a signing I'm actually excited about, but uh, the question is, do they give him the consequences treated treatment? You know, you have the young you have the young uh, athlete coming in who has a lot of potential. And he ACH is pretty young. I think he's like twenty. Was it twenty three, twenty four, something yeah, like that? Yeah, he's a young guy. Uh, he's got a long career ahead of him. So, and he's already kind of kind of got the indie star thing going to boot. So that, that would be a smart signing if they could get him. But then, of course, well, you know how they treat their black wrestlers. Um, you do? Uh-huh. I know. That's what worries me, but I, I want to be positive here because I like ACH. So I've really enjoyed what I've seen from him. Uh, we yeah, have um, ACH is 27. Okay, it's a little older than I thought. That's still a kid age, though, man. Yeah, it's it's a kid age, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that comment, Joe. <laughs> I, I was going to retort and say, can we trade Cobain for uh, Owen Hart? <laughs> uh, yeah, I wasn't going to mention anything about Kurt Cobain, and then somebody else did, and I'm like, ah, fuck it, I'm going to say this. I, I, I'm going to say this and see if anybody, like, you know, doesn't want to be my friend anymore over it. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. Yeah, that was a bummer for me. I was a huge Nirvana fan when that happened, yeah. too. But uh, we, we don't know these people. We can't control their... Uh, mental issues and that's just unfortunate yeah it was all not the first and hopefully it's the last but yeah keep you know keep tabs on your friends folks depression is just shitty that's <laughs> all i got on that anyway lighter lighter uh lighter topics well, speaking of depression <laughs> impact wrestling is coming to canada via the fight network i think we already kind of touched on that a little bit yeah subscription channel yeah god damn it Garrett Bischoff has been removed from the TNA roster. Damn it. I, that's about time. I wonder what the hell was up with that. Yeah, they just never update their website. I think Sting is still on there. There you go. They're planning to have a, a Slammiversary pay-per-view in June. It'll be their first major pay-per-view since Bound for Glory last October. I wonder what the date's going to be. Interesting. Yeah, June 19th is uh, our uh, pay-per-view. Jeff Jarrett has announced Global Force Wrestling taping dates at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas on July 24th, August 21st, and October 23rd. This time, what happens in Vegas will not stay in Vegas. Global Force Wrestling is looking forward to bringing the freshest brand of professional wrestling to fans from all over the world, and it starts right here in the fight capital of the world. Well, finally, we got some sort of idea of shows. No idea who's on any of them, though. Do you guys know? Nope. Guess we'll find out. Uh, we'll find I out. Nothing. I, I, I'm just curious. I, I, I missed a bit of news here and there this week. It was a fucked up one, so. Oh, it's all good. 
Responding to a query from flamboyant former wrestler turned lawmaker Antonio Inoki, Defense Minister General Nakatani told the di- the what the fuck does that Just say? Diet. diet. <laughs> That's what I thought it said. Diet Japan's parliament that his jets had to had to date never come across any UFOs from outer space. <laughs> what? <laughs> when he, when he, is this legit? CNN? Man, I... I <laughs> it is, this, it, that, that's the link, is CNN. When the Air Self-Defense Force detects indications of an unidentified flying object that could violate our country's airspace, it scrambles fighter jets if necessary and makes visual observation. Uh, Nakatani said, Inoki also claims to have seen a UFO with his own eyes, but admitted that he didn't know personally if aliens existed. The exchange wasn't the first time Japanese politicians have discussed the implications of visitors from another planet. I love that story just because... Isn't there a member of the Japanese parliament that used to be a wrestler? That's the guy. That's in the story. Antonio Inoki. And with that story, I'm done. It's been a great 172 episodes. (laughs) (laughs) there's <laughs> uh, everything we need to know has been done <laughs> that, that's that that's it folks <laughs> good night <laughs> uh uh welcome to the future seth rollins is the first wwe world heavyweight champion to have not held either the old wwe championship or the world heavyweight championship title times are changing yeah Today, somebody on Reddit realized M&M can mean Mercury, Nitro, and Molina, or it can mean Morrison, Nitro, and Mundo. I honestly used to think it meant Miz and Morrison. (laughs) I completely... I came across an old episode of ECW on Sci-Fi this week. Completely accidentally. I was watching Raw on Hulu Plus... And then I just let it run afterwards, and it started showing an old ECW episode. Uh, it was the one with the debut of Braden Walker. And the first people out on the show were Miz and Morrison, the WWE Tag Team Champions. And I'm like, Miz and Morrison! That's when they were fucking great! At least the Miz. <laughs> Morrison was always awesome, and still is. <laughs> I still don't know how he moves in slow motion in real time. <laughs> I well, know, right? anyway. I know, right? I, I've seen him live a couple of times, and it's... it's Wow. It's is, unbelievable. It, is it really real that his hair moves in slow motion? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a camera trick, Mark. Damn it. <laughs> uh, th- it has come to my attention... And this is you, G. You can read this. Yeah, it's come to my attention that on Steam, there is a game called The Vanishing of Ethan Carter. Uh, I learned about this a while ago. When I knew Tiani was small, when there's a game like that. I had no idea, but it's a first-person story-driven mystery game, uh, apparently. So, uh, focuses, that's weird. Focuses that's entirely on exploration and discovery, contains no combat or explosions of any kind. If our game leaves any scars, we hope you won't be able to see them. <laughs> John Cena strikes again. Now we know what happened to the first guy. What about the second? Were those really turkey burgers or something much more cannibalistic? <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, My brain is weird when I'm sick. Turkey burgers. Mm-hmm. I always have to think about it when you mention the turkey burgers. It's like, oh yeah, my interview. <laughs> 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 my interview with Ethan Carter the Third. 
which you can look up and listen to right here on BoardWrestlingFan.com. Uh, I think that's it. Yeah, yeah, I don't have anything else. G. No, I like like JT. I'm a bit stuffed up right here, so. Uh, I feel clogged. Uh, <laughs> All right, so I'm at Think So Joe at Mark underscore Noise at G of the Internet at Random Redhead. Couldn't be here this week. He'll be back next week. Happy Easter from us. You can check us out at Board Wrestling Fan. That's Board Wrestling Fan without vowels on Twitter. Facebook.com slash Board Wrestling Fan. Listen to this show every Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern right here on BoardWrestlingFan.com live. Or you can download the podcast here at BoardWrestlingFan.com at CheapHeat.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Blueberry. Anywhere else podcasts are sold. Considering everybody walks around with camera phones these days, you'd think there'd be more UFO sightings. And they're always still really bad quality.